Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, where each week, Dr. Frank Domino, along with his guests, translates today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. Now, broadcasting from the University of Massachusetts Medical School in Worcester, Mass., your host, Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health, and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult series. You are seeing Maria, a three-year-old who comes in for her well child check with her grandmother, who watches her four to five days a week while her parents are at work. Maria is the youngest of four children. The oldest is 14. You notice that Grandma hands Maria a bottle, and what's in it is apple juice. Joining me today is Susan Feeney, uh, nurse practitioner and coordinator of the Family Nurse Practitioner Tract at the University of Massachusetts Medical School Graduate School of Nursing. Welcome to the show, Susan. Thank you, Frank. Good to be here. I'm so glad you brought this case up because I think we're seeing lots of children who are getting uh, a variety of foods that are easily found uh, and that were once thought to be helpful. Uh, fruit juice is high on everyone's radar right now. Can you tell us a little bit about what the risks are of drinking fruit juice? Sure. Well, first of all, the history, a little, little bit of the history is for a long time, pediatricians recommended fruit juice. And the reason was it was a good source of water to be in, you know, given to kids when they started foods and that it did help with constipation. Um, so that's part of the history here. The, the, the pros are that there are minerals and there's vitamins and it's easily consumed. Um, there, many of these juices are fortified with vitamin D and with uh, calcium, um, but the problem is they have a very high sugar content and they're drink, they're, you can be consumed very quickly and they will satisfy a child so that they won't want to eat other foods. So it actually can contribute to obesity and malnutrition underweight. So there's absolutely no added benefit to having fruit juice in the diet. Um, so the recommendations are that it can replace a serving in an older child of a fruit, but it certainly has no benefit over a whole fruit. I think, I think that's really important, and I'm so glad that the American Academy of Pediatrics came out with a position statement. Can you tell us a little bit about what the AAP has recommended? Um, certainly. They've really broken it down into the different ages. So from uh, birth to six months, they're very clear, absolutely no fruit juice. They feel that, number one, should be breast milk exclusive. If for some reason that can't be the case, then formula. And that fruit juice will do nothing but uh, compete with the, the caloric intake with the breast milk, which has everything that a child needs. Um, and then it's between 6 to 12 months. Again, they really uh, caution parents to avoid fruit juice. But if it's medically necessary, and the hint here is if you have a child who has some constipation in a small amount, pear or prune, because of the sorbitol content, can help with the constipation. Um, it, it should be used in small portions, no, like four to six ounces, and should replace a fruit serving. Um, so really to avoid it in that first, um, the, the first six months completely and six to 12 months only if medicinally approved. Um, and the other thing they point out is it should be in a cup, that, we sh that if you're gonna give fruit juice, it should be in a cup and not in a bottle for, because of the dental caries and the fact that kids will suck on this all day and then they, it'll compete with, with more dense, nutrient-dense food. Okay. Then um, from 
one to six years, it can be instituted at a, like six ounces a day as a replacement for one of the fruit servings. But that they make it very clear there's no benefit to it. They'd rather kids get their fruit serving in a whole fruit because of the fiber. And because the intake is slower, they're going to have a slower rise in their blood sugar. Um, and then seven to 18 years, um, they say, you know, no more than eight ounces a day. And, and in this group, it isn't as big a problem, but that's where the energy drinks come in and the, and the other types of drinks. But it's really in the um, infancy through preschool and early school age where we see a lot of fruit juice. I think that's terrific. So really limiting fruit juices throughout childhood seems like a wise, wise idea. But then what should you be giving them to drink? Well, quite frankly, uh, water um, and, um, and milk. Um, and that water really should be the go-to um, liquid. We want to limit um, any sort of sugared beverages. Um, and it makes, it is tough for parents because, you know, they want to have some kind of something that is enticing. A lot of kids don't like water. But if the concept is if you introduce it early in childhood, you know, I'm thinking even about my own kids. The concept of giving them water at seven months seemed like a foreign concept. If you introduce water earlier, children will be used to it and be able to drink it and, and may actually like it. Uh, so it sounds like the American Academy of Pediatrics is telling us that all juice is, is sort of bad. Is that true for even 100% juice? No, they, they only recommend 100% juice too. And so there's, there's many different uh, products out there. So 100% juice, uh, means it's made from 100% juice. It's not made, uh, if it's less than um, a certain concentration, then it comes under the category of cocktail or uh, beverage. And they absolutely say, if you're going to give a fruit juice, give 100% fruit juice. But to limit it to those portions that I mentioned, because of the high sugar content, the carbohydrate content is anywhere from 11 to 16%, and milk is 7% carbohydrate. The other thing that fruit juice doesn't have is protein, and it doesn't have a lot of the other nutrients. So um, it's just a high sugar content. So if you're going to give a fruit juice, and it can be given, and they say, you know, give it with a meal and an old, with an older child, um, really keep it to the 100% fruit juice. All right, so just to quickly summarize, no juice in the first year of life unless it's absolutely medically necessary. Give it in a glass and really limit in the first 18 years of life as a fruit serving. Now, one thing I thought was very important from the study was that they said when you give a juice, you give it as part of meal. Yes. Give it typically after they've eaten the more appropriate calorie-dense foods as sort of a treat rather than just something that they consume. Is that right? That is absolutely correct. They made a, a, a point of saying that for your um, toddlers and preschoolers and school age that it should be part of a meal and so that they're not filling up on that liquid. And, and what was interesting is we often think of it associating worsening the risk of obesity, but in many kids it actually can worsen malnutrition and um, underweight because they're getting their calories um, and, it, and they feel satiated and it's not, it's not giving them the nutritional benefit they need. They need. Um, okay, so now we've got a good, good solid recommendation. What are we going to say to Maria's grandmother? That's a tough one. So first thing you have to do is you have to, you know, can't make an assumption. So you'd want to at least ask grandma, you know, you know, is, what's a typical day? And, and I noticed you have a, a bottle here. Um, and she's, you know, she's three, right? She's three. Okay. 
Um, she's three years old. So to really just ask a little bit about the, the habit, what, you know, what, what does she usually do? Maybe this she only gives it to the child when they go out in the car. Even that would, you'd want to approach. But you would, you know, I think by talking about the benefits of um, g giving the fruit juice with a meal, giving it um, in a cup, and that this might actually interfere with her health might be the way to go with grandma because she would want her child, this, this child to be healthy and say we, we know that actually if she fills up on the juice she's not going to eat the things that she wants that, that are really good for her um, and that might be a good tactic. I, I think you're totally correct. I've seen so many folks including my own mom who tends to hold on to maybe the theories and beliefs of, of the past and we now have really good data that shows using fruit juices can contribute to harm rather than benefit. Right. Well, well, thank you, Susan. This is a great topic. This is a great recommendation going forward, and it should be fairly easy for us to recommend. The real challenge will be helping parents uh, and grandparents uh, implement it. Right. Thank you. Practice pointer, eliminate fruit juice in the first year of life unless it's medically necessary, and thereafter uh, limit to no more than four ounces in the first six years of life and eight ounces from age seven through 18. Join us next time when we discuss the influence of red meat on your health and mortality. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine brought to you by PrimeMed. For more information about the article referenced in today's episode, look under the resources section of the episode landing page. Need help reaching your CME credit goal this year? If so, please browse the more than 300 free CME accredited activities now available on PrimeMed.com. We want to keep making this podcast better with every episode, so we need your feedback. Tell us what you think by submitting your feedback via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or log into PrimeMed.com and submit your feedback at the bottom of the episode landing page. Thank you again for listening.